following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. On a very brisk 43-degree morning here in Frisco, Texas, it is time for another edition of Talking Cowboys. Mickey will say, what's the temperature outside? It's 43 inside. It feels like 43 to you, Mickey. Except it's not raining in here. It's not. And it's not raining outside now, too. The sky is beginning to clear, and we're finally getting through our bi-week blues, and it's almost time to start Giants week. But it is another day off for the players today because, of course, the Cowboys play Monday night football this week, and so the actual work week starts on a Thursday. But there's so much to get to here on uh, Talking Cowboys. Sorry I couldn't be here yesterday. Had some issues with the attire on the way in and uh, $550 and two tires later, I'm here and we're good, right? I'm all good. Okay, Rob, let's, you're good let's over roll. there. Let's roll, yes. <laughs> Cough button is off. This team had all these days off and they need another one? Yeah, what's up with that? When's the last time you had five of the last six days off? That's every day for Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey. Mickey's figured that out, right? Mickey, you, Mickey do you need a CBA? A collective bargaining agreement where you can get five out of six days off? I do. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Mickey. Whatever you need help on that, I'm with you on that. All right. Very good. All right. Let's uh, get into uh, what did not transpire on Tuesday. Because um, when you left the air three hours before trade deadline time yesterday, things were starting to cook. There were reports out there that Things are happening. This could be the busiest trade deadline day in recent memory. Hell, Jerry said on the radio, anything is possible. Anything that that helps fuel the fire. And then the NFL Network needs some viewers, too. And so let's fuel them. Send some tweets out. Let's go. Let's get on this. And what happened? Nothing. Not a lot. Nothing here. And Aqib Tlaib went early in the day, (laughs) but that was it. Yeah. No, it's fun. That's fun when you can... uh, yeah, we've seen this, though. Teams have kind of – and I, I was just going to ask this question. Do we feel like the teams have a better management of the cap? It used to be a time when you always were up against the cap and you couldn't make trades and stuff like that. Do you think teams have more cap space now, which has allowed them the flexibility to think about making more trades? Because we went, like, say, eight, ten years ago where we weren't making any trades. I mean, from the start of the season until the trade deadline. And I think yeah. there's been, like, 100 trades um, – yeah, I just kind of feel player, like the player trades. Teams have more space and more flexibility to do that. Plus, teams are also just giving up on guys. You know, I mean, they're just saying, okay, fine. If you, you know, you you want this guy, sure. I mean, we thought he was a building block piece two, three years ago, but he obviously is not. So, yeah, it's starting to look like. Speaking of baseball, game seven tonight. There, there are more fire sale type activity you're seeing from teams now the Jets didn't trade everybody but there was talk that look they're out of it they're rebuilding they might be looking to move some guys and yeah Brian's I was asking Mickey yesterday why why is there more movement what why do you think so Brian that could be it um rookie salary contracts aren't as massive as they used to be maybe they're just more movable 
I don't know. You had you had another thought, Mick, right? Yeah, I think it's the way teams have been uh, structuring contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the signing bonuses haven't been as high, and they've been putting roster bonuses in there instead uh, that are payable year by year by year. And if those aren't guaranteed like the signing bonus is, then trading a player's contract is more feasible because this, when you trade a guy, the proration that's left over on the signing bonus immediately escalates into your salary cap. So the signing bonuses now have been lower and the roster bonuses have been higher. And so now trading a guy isn't as punitive against the salary cap as it had been uh, previously. And this has been the, uh, the structure uh, of contracts these last two years. Uh, that, that's where they've gone to. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Because if you trade a player with three years left on his contract and say each of those years the proration is $5 million, immediately you get $15 million sent into your, into your salary cap. But now, with the way they do it with roster bonus, it's a different story. So I think it makes it easier to, to pull off trades. And couple that with a healthy league where you know the salary cap is – every year it's going up by at least $10 million every year. Do you kind of feel team. like, though, that teams – like, you know, trades or draft picks have always been like currency, though? Oh, do, yeah, do you it still th- is. Do you feel like, though, that teams are kind of looking at that and saying, wait a minute now, if we can get a known commodity right now, that these picks, you know, these picks aren't – I mean, I understand using it as to get the picks, but do you think teams are more willing to part with, you know, just talking about this organization, the fact that they were willing to part with potentially another first-round pick in order to get a player? So do, do you feel like, though, that, hey, we understand what this player is. We would rather have this player, much like what they did with Amari Cooper last year. That's where I was going. I think the yeah. age of the player has a lot to do whether this team is going to give mm-hmm. up a first-round pick. Yeah, I think it's case by case, right? Because yeah. they looked at Amari and they said, well, he's been in the league a few years, but he's, but 24, he's 24 and, yeah. and hasn't reached his prime yet. And, okay, if we went and drafted a receiver who's 21 or 22, okay, that's not much younger, and we know exactly what this young guy is, like you said. Yeah. And since uh, compensatory picks are tradable, too, that helps as far as more things that you can throw at them in a trade that sure. that helps uh, facilitate a trade. All right, which takes us but, to – You know what? I was going to say what Rob said about the rookie salaries with the lower base salaries – and we can take an instant from yesterday. Is, am I, it's okay for me to say his name? Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. yeah. Don't want to get anybody in trouble. No. Uh, I think we're past that. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Adams' base salaries for this year was 735000 So yeah. that's what you inherit. Mm-hmm. Right. Base salary for next year uh, was going to be Seven hundred uh, uh, six no six hundred forty five this year seven hundred thirty five next year and then you would have the ability to put the fifth year option on them also so you would have two and a half seasons of control for very little money mm-hmm. so with the rookie salaries the way they're structuring those contracts you're just trading for basically a, a minimum wage salary so that makes it more feasible to make the trade now what you give up is another story. Uh, but, you know, Brian's right. You know, with the draft picks, you, if you get a known commodity and you're sitting there going, well, how am I doing in the draft? Yeah. Uh, you know, at least you've got a 
a resume on what this guy's done previously. See, okay. I, I, just to talk about the trade deadline and not so much about the Cowboys, look what the, the stubbornness of the Redskins did for them. I mean, they, they could have got, they could have held Cleveland up for a first round pick for Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. And Trent Williams has passed what Mickey was talking about. I mean, he is a veteran player who has a pretty significant contract. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the Redskins said, no, 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 no. We're going to be stubborn here and all that. And to me, that's where I don't quite understand organizations. If, if you're willing to, you know, if a player is just adamant, in this day and age, a player can come out and say, I'm adamant. I'm not playing for you. Look what happened with, with the, the guy going to the Rams. Ramsey. I mean, you know, Ramsey. Ramsey, back injury, uh, birth of a child. Well, you know, he was just everything. It was every week there was something different. You know, and for them to get two first-round picks for somebody that didn't really want to be there, to me, that's that's smart. Now, can they do something with it? We've seen Cleveland in the past take a bunch of picks and stuff like that and not do anything to really help their team. You have to be able to draft well, but, I, you know, to me, I, I – I don't. I don't understand how teams just sit there and say, ah, "We're just going to hold on to this player," unless they just do not want to set presence of you know of we're just not going to have every player that's going to bitch and moan get uh, yeah. walk his way out or trade his way out or or talk his way out of here. Yeah, because the line starts outside the door. Yeah, once you do one, then it's like, oh well, well, I'd like to do it too. And you see it more in the NBA because there's a bigger gap between the haves and the have-nots. Like teams are willing to just start over because we're not anywhere close to a title contention. This guy doesn't want to be here. We'll get some draft picks and we'll continue to rebuild. In the NFL, I mean, you've got more of an opportunity year to year. If you want to hang on to a guy, San Francisco, San Francisco. to just yeah. hang yeah. in there, and we might be a better team next year, Fair, bet more favorable schedule, whatever. Which well, is, and the Redskins knew Trent Williams was over a barrel because he needed to show up if he was going to get a year. Yeah, so, but he's not going to play. Yeah, he may not play, but yeah, I mean, so where are the Redskins there? Which, see, but it, that's the whole they, thing. The Redskins—they're not getting the player as back. of as. Let's see, it's an hour. I mean, and at one o'clock, we'll see if he practices. He's not. You don't think so? No. Why not? I thought that there's a report that he was going to report, right? He no, did he report. He did report. report. But he's not, but he's I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm no, following he's, up. He's he just showed up to because to not to lose that year, uh, and he's not. In fact, I think I saw a report earlier that he's not planning to practice or well, not planning to play. Well, and, but then they'll just put him on reserve. Well, and then it's gonna. It, it's just the start of the story, really. Yeah. Because see, okay, there, the, if the, he refuses, then to then that's a whole another story. Then there's my argument about my argument. There's my once again belief in what Bruce Allen is doing in that team you know i mm-hmm. mean if they're gonna have a new coach you know why not go into this with you know who knows what cleveland's record's gonna be i'll i would tell you know if i have a player that's not gonna has no intention of playing with me at all then i mean i'm the same way but i i want to just kind of tie it into what dallas i mean dallas was you know dallas was committed to, to moving another first round pick you know so i'm 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 okay with that if that's if that's what it takes to try and make your team a little bit better you know, to go out and get a big-time player, by all means, do what you have to do. Because it paid off last year. Sure it did. And they're right firmly in the mix here yeah. this year, yeah, not next year. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's what, a player like you... Mickey's talking about, control for three years and then, you know, two years good money and then, and then a fifth-year option and then the possibility of extending him beyond that. What if you suffer a catastrophic injury that you need that first-round pick the next year? 
Well, when they made the Cooper trade last year, I think Steven and Jerry said that, you know, I don't really see us doing this, making this a habit because they, to Brian's point, they do value those picks. Well, it sounds like been it very been a habit, though. Well, they've been very successful making those picks, too. So I understand that line of thinking, but, you know, you're if you, trying can, to go win you, a Super Bowl. Go right? ask, I'm, I'm going to ask Mickey, uh, this, the, the catastrophic injury, what do we— go, what, ask, go ask Dave Campo. When he loses Troy Aikman and they don't have oh, a first-round pick, there's no to, question to, to get there's, a quarterback. Yeah, the next Mickey, year. but we were terrible at our job. No, I know, but that doesn't matter. We, we didn't just do a good job then. It, but it doesn't matter. You didn't have a first-round pick. We didn't have when money, and we didn't have a first-round pick. But we were terrible. It. We were terrible at our job. So, so you never know what's going to come up though in the next nine weeks. That's where you fair. Say, and, the, and the issue there was giving up the two first-round picks. Yeah, because oh, your first-round pick could have blown out a knee too. It ended up, but you had you lost another player. The guy blew out his knee. We traded for right. What I mean, yeah. he, he blew it, but the first round pick could have also. Yeah, and you, I you gave up a second first round pick. I mean, same with Roy Williams. It was where, the 18th yeah. pick and then the seventh overall pick. That's mm-hmm. that's bad football yeah. right there. That's bad football. What you love about the Cooper trade though, last year, I know it's panned out. It's hindsight, but at the time, what was the glaring need? What probably would have been their number one pick, most likely a wide receiver, wide receiver, yeah. and it helped yeah. you evaluate your young quarterback. But I'm now saying you, you just you can't know make you a, love. You just and can't they did make then, a, a habit of doing that because some yeah. point it's going to bite you. I mean, is is it, would would a strong safety turn your season around the way the wide receiver did? I, Mickey, I I would go on record and I'll do it right now because I was on with Nate and them yesterday. I would have compared this to, and this is just me, Mickey. This is just me. I would have compared it this going out and getting a defensive player like this caliber of a player to what you did offensively with Amari Cooper. Because I, I'm banking on I'm banking on to help my defense from years to come. I feel good about my inside linebackers, Smith and Vanderesh. And so now I'm going to try and put somebody behind them. I think all really good defenses are really good up the middle. I, I, I just think that good defensive teams – Mickey always talks about playing the run, which is exactly right. If you have that ability to kind of control things in the middle, it makes your defense even that much better. And I would have taken a chance. I would have taken that chance with moving a one to say, okay, I'm going to go get a guy that's going to help me in the middle but also solidify what's going on with as part of Van Der Esch and Smith. And then I'll try and fix Mm – you know, I, I, I'll try and fix what's going on at defensive tackle. So maybe without a first-round pick, I can't fix what Mickey wants me to do at defensive tackle. But I understand his point. I, I do understand his point. I was comparing it, though, to this would be the defensive move of Amari Cooper. That's how I was That's how I, I was. I don't, I, and, and I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying that getting that player wouldn't yeah. turn 4-3 and three into 8-1 and one the second half. It would not have that impact. Is the it way just, Amari is it, turned three and five into seven and one? Is it the is it the position, Mickey, or is it the player? That, that's all. I, I'm I at. think the position would not have that big of an impact, even if you had the best player in the league at that position. I that's just, my point. Yeah, and that's a fair point. I, the the thing I saw was when the Jets played the Cowboys, mm-hmm. who affected the game on the final play? Thirty three. Yeah. That that's all. That's that's what I'm basing my. But, and, and it's in it. You know, we're, you got to get a two point conversion, and who they sent? They sent him on a blitz. He okay, gets home. And then what happened the next two weeks? 
Right. They did oh, not win. Right. Yeah. But well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they, they, their roster is not very good to begin with. And the shame on the Cowboys for losing that game, and you've pointed that out several times, and rightfully so. I'm just saying, though, on, on, on that particular player, and that's why I tied him into Van Der Esch and, and Smith yeah. and those guys just to try and solidify, you know, maybe, maybe, you, maybe he makes that game-changing play that we saw uh, him make in the Jets game. Mickey's right. They, the Jets aren't good. They lose games. They have lost games. I don't think you could pin that all on on Jamal Adams. I think you could, could, could uh, pin it on a front office that was even considering about moving him. Well, and, and the way I would look at it, too, is the fact that you get two more years of control for him. I mean, yeah, I think he'd make an impact this year. I don't know that it would have been the same impact like what Mickey's saying this year. That's fair. But having him going forward as a cornerstone of that defense and maybe for his career, who knows? Yeah. You know, he's from here. Um, all right, so so I would have given up a first-round pick. I would have done the Minka Fitzpatrick deal, which was um, Dolphins gave the Steelers Fitzpatrick, and I think it was a fifth and a sixth. Mm-hmm. And in return, the Steelers gave up a first, a fourth, and a seventh. Okay, which is basically that that third day. Those third day picks, to, my, they're basically a wash. A fourth and a seventh for a fifth and a sixth. Who cares? Yeah, you just lost. It was just one, a, it you was just a lost one off pick. your practice squad to Detroit. Right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Mike and Jackson, and yeah. and one now one of the big differences. Fitzpatrick was a draft pick last year, 11th pick of the draft last year. Adams was the sixth pick the year before. So, yeah. I mean, you got even more control with Fitzpatrick. No, Mickey's not wrong because <laughs> you do need somebody in that room that's going to say, okay, is, it, is he going to be that difference maker to counteract some guy like me coming in there and saying, hey, we got to do this deal, don't we? But, I mean, don't it, we have to do the deal? Let me yeah. quickly add: the Jets were not going to take that deal either. Obviously, no. For, and no, I don't think same. they really wanted to trade. Him. Right? It didn't sound like they no. were. Now, no. if I was trading that for Darren Woodson, then I'd do it. See, and I think that's a great. I think that is a great example. I think Jamal Adams is Darren Woodson. He can't cover in the slot. I don't even no, think no, he can I think, cover. I know his, not not so much how he plays, but his impact. He I impacts don't think the he game can make the impact way. that Darren Woodson makes. Yeah. The to well, me to me that where he can coverage Darren Woodson was a slot player, no question about that. Darren Woodson at Arizona State was a 212 pound linebacker mm-hmm. that played his ass off. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a great player he was, and what a great player in the NFL he was. There's no question about that. I think where you you get similarities is the physicality which they played, mm-hmm. the tackling ability which they played, the Leadership, the which the way they play, you know, I think there's similarities yep. there. I, I think you're talking about a rare player, you know. There's some rare players that play in this league at safety. Ed Reed, you would have never, if we all sat down and watched Ed Reed's college tape together at Miami, you would have said, "What? He's a Hall of Fame player? I don't, I don't see this." Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to point. I was responsible for pointing out where the players were with a red with a laser, and Jerry would go, "Where is he?" And I would. Three feet off the right of the screen, I would point the dot there because he was never in the screen. So yeah, you know, I think there's evaluations of these guys. Are there things? There's things that Darren Woodson could do that nobody else could do. Right. So I think that's a a, a comparison in itself. That's kind of a man. I you're comparing a guy that I think is rare to a guy who I think has some rare ability. Mm-hmm. You know, and Mickey's right. I mean, you know, if you're if you're trading, if you're giving up a 
first round pick for Darren Woodson? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just interesting because they just haven't invested a ton in that position for years. I mean, they had every guy on the board at safety that you could have drafted in this draft, with the exception of Abram, the kid from Mississippi State, who went to the Oakland Raiders in uh, in the end of the first round. Mm -hmm. And so they had every opportunity to draft. Uh, you know all those guys, and they they didn't. They they drafted Tristan Hill. You know was their guy. So uh, either there is a there's a, a a thought about safeties, but again, if it's if they were willing to trade for a first for this type of a player, maybe I'm wrong making that analogy. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe or that observation. Yeah, I don't. It's probably too generalized to say, oh, they don't value that position. I don't. That's not. Fair. I mean, it's got to be a case by case. I'm just saying they haven't spent high draft picks there, and they haven't spent a lot of money there in general the last few years. They they found Xavier Woods in the sixth round and turned out to be a nice. We drafted a kid named Tony Dixon in the second round from Alabama. 2000. Yeah, I saw him kind here of thought, the other kind day. Of thought, he, was, yeah. he was right here at the Stars yeah, the other day. You kind of, you know, was you're he sitting, really? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting there. You know, I think he works for Frito Lay. Okay. Or PepsiCo Frito Lay. I, I talked to him, saw him. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's there's times where you. You think, okay, spend a pick on this, spend a pick on this, and those guys don't work out. And maybe, again, I, I think this was, if they were going after this guy, it was going to be about they felt like that he was a young enough guy, the contract control, and then also, too, that he is uh, he is a good enough player that he could have made a difference in the secondary. All right, we need to take a break. And we're going to take your phone calls here on Talking Cowboys when we come back in just a moment. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. You can join us on November 9th on Tostitos Championship Plaza for the Salute to Service Plaza Party. Enjoy live entertainment, military ceremonies, Dallas Cowboys alumni autographs, and more after the event. 
festivities. The star will be hosting the top two Madden players as they face off in the EA Sports Madden NFL 20 Club Championship presented by Spire. That is November 9th, Tostitos Championship Plaza as the Cowboys return home to play the Minnesota Vikings. You had that dramatic pause like Mickey I did. I I had the dramatic pause because it said after the event, I was planning to go to the next portion of the sentence, and then it said after the event festivities. I think it was a pregnant pause. Yes, that's right. Not (laughs) dramatic. I asked Mick if he was in that top two ranking for Madden. He said no, not this year. Maybe next year. Have you played Madden? No. Have you have you played Madden? Occasionally, confessional going on here. Occasionally, <laughs> I just love the idea of Mickey. You know, if, the Mad- complexity if Madden, guys. can you imagine if Madden would have come along when I was in college? I would have never got a job. Mm. I would have been playing Madden nonstop. Yeah, but you probably would have earned a scholarship. Right? No, that's right. That's right. Now yeah. it's going to be an NCAA sanctioned right. sport. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> and maybe and maybe they can pay those guys too. Mm. They're getting ready to, That's right. to, to blow they up are. the entire system. Yeah, they are. That's right. All right. If uh, Earl Thomas had was in the same boat that Jamal Adams is right now in his contract, at that point in his career, two at years left, at his age, whatever, okay, would, oh. would you? what would you have given up for Earl Thomas? Talking about safeties, impact safeties. Okay, so Earl Thomas is in his second, third uh, year? His third year. Third year. So he would have, and he would have two years left, if control yeah. left. Yeah. Man, see, because I'm going to get called an LSU homer here because mm. I think that Adams is a better was a better player in college. I really do. So I, I, I'm going to get called LSU homer there. Now, they're, I, now they're different players. There are different players. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I mean, they are, but... And, and, I'm, and I bring that up because Chris Richard is. Oh, we the, got a field trip going. Yes, through. we do. Distractible player over here at Mickey. Right. <laughs> Not very distractible. The window's right there for you. But look at the TV screen there. Can the people that are listening and they watching need to know what's the, going on behind the curtain? That there is a field trip coming through behind the curtains over there. I would. I You're a distractible player, Mickey. You know what? I think. You, I think you still with Earl Thomas. I think you, you absolutely have to consider giving a one. Absolutely. Yeah. Earl Thomas yeah. is a free safety. I'd do it. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So but I, not a strong. So safety. that was that's the difference. It's the free safety over the strong safety. Yes. Okay. Very good. The value of the position. Yep. I mean. So wait. Uh, okay. Uh, now 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 I, need, now I get some clarification here. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so a free safety. You if if if. Adams was a free safety. You would have given. Them I one. would have considered it a lot stronger than a strong safety who. I cannot put in the slot and help out in nickel situations okay. covering somebody because he's like, not a cover guy. Is this like our argument about guards? Uh, Where, I was getting ready to point that out until I remembered they used a first on Zach Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out okay. Turned out okay. I just wondered. No, I mean, I, and I, I understand what you're well, saying, Mickey, but I mean, I. And that's a rare move, right? To and see, and draft that's, a guard that's, in the first round? That's my point when we talk about. Okay, a safety or a guard or whatever. It's the player. Who's the player? I, that's, that's, and what kind of impact does that player have? That's kind of where I've I've that's where I've always felt like because the argument we had about paying Zeke and people were saying mm-hmm. you don't pay a running back mm-hmm. and I felt everybody on this panel made a really passionate plea for why you do because it's about the player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about 
the SS behind his name or the uh, FB or the you know WR. It's not about that. It's about to me. It's about can the player is as one of the eleven. Can he be a difference maker? But let's let's remember if it had come down to a choice between Ryan Shazier and Zach Martin, they would have taken Shazier. That was that draft. That right? is very right. true. They That's didn't right. take Mansell, which that was very great for. So mm-hmm. yeah, but that it, so the linebacker or a guard, they would have taken the linebacker. Yeah. Right? Be, well, because why? Because of the position, or because they he was gra- rated higher. He was rated higher. Well, yeah. one pick higher. Yeah. yeah, and and I One was spot. I was going to shift the conversation to okay. Well, do we know draft show talk? Do I know it's early? Go but ahead. Keep, yeah. Do we Why know not? what this team's Giants top, still be there? Top, <laughs> yeah. Do we know what this team's top position would be at this point? Is it, is it glaring? And they they've got a lot of prospective free agents coming up next year. I don't think we know that, and it really doesn't matter. Because it comes down to, ultimately, who's the best player that's available to them this, wherever they pick next April? This is a strange team. Their two best players are probably positions you would not draft that high. A guard and a running back. Mm-hmm. Think I'd, about ag- that. I'd agree. Pound for pound, those are your two best players. Well, yeah. think, think about this. So what I mean, if, the wide receiver's in there, of course. But I mean, th- but wide receiver, but let me give tank. you a what if. What if you lose two cornerbacks? Would you take a safety over a cornerback? Byron Jones is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Anthony Brown's going to be a free That's agent. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of decisions. So to my make. point is from a from a need standpoint, because we're talking about what's their biggest need, it yeah. could be cornerback. Right? It depending on what you, you just ha- lost the guy. Yeah. How how well do we all feel about Jordan Lewis and, playing? And Lewis yeah, is, if, would, if Jordan Lewis can change your mind left after this year. Yeah, yeah Jordan yeah. Lewis can maybe change your mind in nine games. Okay, so maybe. Then who's your third? You don't have one. Well, this is this is where yeah, and you don't I, I have just, a you know if Byron Jones, Jordan Lewis going to step into his shoes? I don't know. Okay, what position would you draft first? Then is that what you're trying to well, say? Well, I mean, you, we just, were talking about the, a glaring need for yeah I'm next just year. Throwing it out there, that, so I just yeah. threw out cornerback. Yeah. So what if you need a cornerback and you used your first on a safety? My starting cornerback, yeah, my starting cornerback, my left starting cornerback is a, is a two. My my nickel corner was a sixth. Mm-hmm. Is that Brown? Six out of Purdue? Yeah, he was right? six. Right. And then my his backup, it was a third out of Michigan, right? Yep. Correct. All right. Kind of working that way. But your other starter is a first. Yeah, my, my but my starter who was moved from safety to right. corner – that's, or corner to safety to corner. Yeah, yeah. Do so you trust them maybe to address that position if need be beyond the first round? You think they could do? It? I mean, I don't. I haven't looked in. Okay, how I don't deep know. is Trist, this class? Is but. Tristan Hill scaring me now? Is Tristan Hill scaring me? Somewhat. Is, yeah. But I mean, you got Michael but, Bennett for two years. Yeah. If you want. If you want him. Yeah. Seven million next year. Yeah, because yeah, Malik Collins is a free agent. I mean, yes. I want to. I want to give. I want to give Will McClay and those guys a lot of credit for drafting because this roster is pretty good. Defensive you know? tackle or a safety? Three technique. Well, they told you last year they cared damn about nothing about that safety because at fifty eight they had every one of them on the board. Yeah, and they took a defensive tackle. So. Is it easier to get a defensive tackle at fifty eight that can going to be a starter for you or? A I don't think they liked any of those safeties. Yeah. yeah, which is you know, and that that's that's. You know that they thought it. And by the way, they got that kid Jones from Green Bay on the practice squad. Josh Jones. Josh Jones. And he's he started games in Green Bay. I yeah. finally recognized who he is. 
That's did, he, did he push you out of the way at the salad bar or something? No. <laughs> trying to get that clam chowder, I mean, he, and he just bumped you out of the way. here, and I don't know that I've seen him in the locker, and yeah. I finally he's been saw in him sitting bit. at his yeah. his locker. Yeah, but they they haven't they haven't thought about even you know he's and they and they can't get they can't get the kid from A and M on the field, and I don't think they're going to get the kid on the field from A and M. Matter of fact, I think that they would go uh, they would go with the Thompson before they'd go with the A and M kid. We had the same answer there in the mailbag today, yeah. just based on experience. Yeah, check and, out the mailbag. Yeah. yeah, Thompson showed them something when Xavier was out. Yeah, and Wilson. Wilson's. I don't think. I don't think we'll see Wilson in, until we get to Oxnard in 2020. You know, unless there's an injury. Hey, where are the Cowboys going this weekend? New Jersey. New Jersey. It's close to New York. Let's go to James in New York. Okay. You're up on Talking Cowboys. Gosh, I was wondering where in the <laughs> yeah. world he's going. Now Bill, My, it, Bill was going to tie paper in it, New York. <laughs> that stadium might as well be in Texas. It's such a pain to get to. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, but, I, I, you know, it's a lot easier. It's just a, it's just such a difficult – you guys have been there. It's terrible. Sure. Hate, you know, thank, thank God. Yeah, I don't recently. Yeah, what do you got, James? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, um, I had two things. One, one kind you guys kind of touched on is Bob Jamal Addison over here. We got to talk about it. You know, I agree. I mean, he's not a cover safety. He's not Palomalo, Ed Reed, or Earl Thomas. So, I mean, he'll help out in the run game. But to me, the issue is more of like the back end, which leads me, you know, to my second question. It's kind of a schematic question. I mean, Broadus can help out with this. I'll try. You know, during the um, – you know, the Jet game when they got beat on the Robbie Anderson touchdown. Yeah. And a similar play was run by Nelson Aguilar, even though it wasn't caught. Um, my question is, have they changed or looked or, you know, done something in practice to not put Jeff Heath in that position? Because it seems to me, I, I don't know why they do this. He's, he makes his plays in the box. We'd all agree with that. You know, sure. he's good around the line of scrimmage, you know, um, and seems like Woods, who actually had a pick in that game, should be the, you know, you know, I wouldn't call him a ball hopping safety, but he plays the pass a little bit better. Have they worked on that? Because in this game, you know, you're going against Golden Tate and uh, Slayton and, and uh, you know, Vernon, you know, tight end. You know, Giants got a pretty good passing game. And, mm-hmm. you know, Daniel Jones, although he's a rookie, can throw the ball. Yep. You know, that sure really can. worries me because teams yep. are going to exploit that until they figure out a way to stop that. And I, I can't figure out why they would do that to Heath. Yeah. You got an answer on that one, Mickey? Well, I know what they did on that play, and they were both they 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 flip flop spots. Yeah. yeah, you know they were Woods was back, Heath was close, and then when the when they saw where the the running back went, Woods went and got him, and yeah. Heath backed up. Right, and I still would like to know what happened because Jordan Lewis was on the slot receiver, mm-hmm. and then he let him go. Yeah. And Heath kind of hesitated. And Heath said, "Whoa, I got a guy yeah. running wide open here." Yeah. yeah. And all you got to do is take two steps. And that's all you need. And you saw what happened. Yeah. And and the other thing that happened on that play when they were in that type of formation, Awuzie should have backed off instead right. of being yeah. up close in in man coverage. Right. So there was a couple things that went wrong on there, but unfortunately for Jeff Heath, he's the one chasing the ball after Awuzie gets beat, and it looks like well, it's his fault. Yeah, you know, let's blame him. That's the easy. He's the whipping boy. Yeah, I am. Uh, I but am. I would rather see Woods back there. Yeah, I think that I think that we all would. I think that they sometimes because of what they do scheme, why they try and create matchups to where okay, we're going to match you with this guy, with this guy, with this guy, with this guy, and you know Jeff Heath probably didn't fit into with the, with the way that the Jets, you know, they had their tight end covered, you know, with. 
somebody else. So, okay, let's drop Heath. Let's give them a different look there. And, it, it, again, it, it bit him in the rear. Uh, Mickey's explanation was absolutely right. I do agree with James's call, right? Is that yes. James? I do agree with him about Golden Tate, and I do agree with him about Dar- uh, you know those receivers, this Darius Slayton. I think that uh, I think you also have to really consider this Daniel Jones move. I think has been really, really good for the Giants. I know it hasn't translated into wins, but you, you're in a very similar situation to where you were with the Jets game. Young quarterback, not afraid to throw the football, can throw it down the field, has capable receivers, not big-time receivers. But I, 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 I would worry about the, Jet, uh, the Giants offensively, especially with that running back. Defensively, they haven't done anything different. That's still going to be a problem for them. But, yeah, this game could very well hinge on how well Daniel Jones and then how well they're able to cover Golden Tate and then also Darius Slayton on those uh, those those passes down the field. Let's get into more of that in a moment. There's another field trip coming through, and Mickey's getting <laughs> distracted. I want to see him try to do a read with a field trip and look, looking at him from outside the zoo here. I don't have reads. <laughs> they all come off the top of Back my head. more in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. What are the fans and the Dallas Cowboys have in common? They both need pick six on Sunday or Monday. 
Monday night, yeah. Monday yeah. night. Yeah. And if you go to Jack Black, the fans, the trick is you get a pick six if you spend $75. And among those pick sixes, you can get a turbo wash facial cleanser, beard lube, and hand healer if your hands are crumbling. So go to getjackblack.com and get your pick six, and we'll see if the Cowboys Monday night get a pick six, too. These reads are so different now that you know the backstory. Yes. Uh-huh. It just, it's, it's, a different, it's a different element now. That you know the backstory, and that's why the reads are so unique. I'm gonna get uh-huh. I'm gonna get hired to write their script here. Yeah, he didn't have talk to well, he didn't have talking points on that one, and he paused for two seconds. Yeah, there's pregnant like, pause. <laughs> you talking like, about a pregnant pause? He didn't know what the hell he's gonna say. No, I knew what I was gonna say, but I was do. getting ready to laugh before I did it. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know that Mickey just off the top of his head, it's, it's such a great thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Let's go to Mike in Iowa here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Mike. Yeah, hi. How's it going? Hi, Mike. Good. Hey, Mickey. Uh, I'll I'll make it quick, but I wanted you to know that uh, it's been a while since I went to my first opening game. Uh, First game I made it to the Dallas. Me and my daughter made it to the Dallas game. Sure. And uh, that was my bucket list. And And I was up for four days, and I had a really good time. I just wanted you to know that I finally made it there and stuff, Mickey. Well, way to go. But uh, <laughs> but here's my here's my questions. Uh, my my two questions. My my first question. You were bringing up about Jordan Lewis. Do you think Jordan Lewis can cover Edelman, the wide receiver on the Patriots? And my second question is, why isn't a Javon Austin in the slot like Beasley was? Because I I believe that uh, Javon Austin could be open with his quickness and speed and everything else. I'll hang up and listen and see what you guys say. But have a good day. Thank you. All right, Mike. Jordan Lewis versus Julian Edelman. Mick looks puzzled by these questions. I was puzzled, yes. Um, yeah, that'll that'll be a nice matchup, huh? Mm-hmm. The thing about with Edelman is you have to deal with that initial burst, that quickness, yeah. right off the line. Because where he's going to beat you is the first two or three steps. And then once he beats you on the first two or three steps, he's going to carry you through trash and all that stuff. So... To cover a guy like that, you have, I think you have to get right on top of him. You have to be physical with him. Jordan Lewis can do it. Jordan Lewis is very competitive too. I would I give me the most competitive corner I've got and put him on Edelman because Edelman is going to frustrate you the way he plays. Mm-hmm. He might have ten targets. He might make seven catches. But it, but the thing about him is you have to be physical with him. You have to be able to kind of knock him around, stay with him. Don't get frustrated when uh, he's running those routes on you because he he is one of the best to ever play this game from that position. And uh, Tavon Austin. Oh, he meant Tavon Austin. He got yeah. Randall Cobb, man, in the slot most of the time. I'll tell you, Randall Cobb played his ass off against the New York Giants the last time in week one. You go back and watch that game. Remember the play he caught the ball in the flat, stiff-armed uh, their cornerback, uh, who was that? It was Hamilton, Antonio Hamilton. Stiff arm that guy like four or five yards short from the sticks and was able to get the first down. The game was kind of like kind of struggling along for the Cowboys. They're down seven nothing, and then he caught a ball in the middle of the field that was behind him that got a first down. Kind of got the offense going, uh, you know, on their second possession of the game. So I, I, I feel like though that to me. Austin, he's not yeah. the same. He's not the reliability. That's or the crafty uh, guy yeah, inside. Yeah. He's more a top end speed I, on the outside. Cole Beasley has spent his lifetime, his, his NFL lifetime, perfecting the craft of yeah. running those right. little option routes. And right. just a little you know. quick, 
yeah, twitch right, right. routes. Yeah, and, I don't think and Tavon is not. Now, if Tavon had spent his entire career working on that, he could do that too. But yeah. he hasn't. Credit Beasley for being able, for mastering that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and Tavon does other stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. To answer his question, no Which Beasley cannot do. No problem yeah. playing uh, Jordan Lewis on. But like I say, there's what. Three games before that even happens. We'll see it in a few weeks, maybe. Yeah, Giants, Minnesota, Detroit, and that one. So yeah, four weeks. You'll yep. see that. You'll see that matchup. All right, that does it for talking Already. Cowboys for this Wednesday. It's a long read. <laughs> yes, and we will talk at you again tomorrow after a pregnant pause. Solo out of product. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?